Hi there, I'm Tony Reese, and welcome to another episode of Humanize Profit. And today I am joined again by Dan Hoke, who is the Director of Business Development for the Doubletree by Hilton Reading. And Dan, recently we had the privilege to present uh, the Doubletree's strategy for providing world-class customer service, and we presented that to the Reading School District. We did, we, we did. We did. It was fun. It was a lot of fun, wasn't it? It was a lot of fun, highly engaging, and just a, a great motivating session. Some of the things that you touched on, I'd like to talk to you about, and if you could share with our listeners. And one was how performance as a strategy within Humanized Profit correlates to world-class service. How did you speak about that? Well, I think one of the things that people understand is that you have to have some sort of performance standards written down on a piece of paper and 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 it, it often lays there on the desk and never goes any further than that. And it, it it's more about getting the performance part right and how that standard of performance is delivered to the people who are supposed to get the performance right. What I mean by saying how it's delivered is not necessarily it's now that piece of paper is handed to them and say go. It's how do you nurture world-class customer service in the way that you tell them how they're supposed to perform, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So how are you delivering the standard to them and then educate, and how are you educating them on the standard so that they can then live up to that service standard you've written for them and be successful with it and be empowered by it instead of just checking it off a list and going through a list of performance standards that they're supposed to do. So it it comes down to getting the performance right, and that comes down to communicating it properly and effectively and respectfully and in an empowering way so that you can have your your customers and your staff deliver world-class customer service and receive world-class customer service. So one of the things that happened with me is I found myself in a position where all I was becoming was a taskmaster, and I was writing pr these performance standards, standard operating procedures. I was the writer for a food and beverage department on what we should be doing to deliver customer service. And it was a checklist. It was doing the scheduling, scheduling the proper way. How do you manage labor costs? How is a hiring supposed to go from start to finish? How is the inventorying supposed to be happening? How do we deal with food costs? What are the standards? What are the percentages? And why aren't we living up to those standards? And it was my job to write the standard operating procedure and to enforce it. And my job to communicate the standard operating procedure and the way of communicating that was to hand it to somebody and say, here's what I wrote. Now go out and go ahead and do it. Not effective. Mm -hmm. Not a way to make sure that you deliver world-class service. In fact, probably a way to do just the opposite for people to perform more selfishly or self-centeredly to say, okay, I got the, I got the list on the world-class customer service I'm supposed to deliver. I got the standard operating procedure list. So let's go through the list and tick it off and make sure we get it done. And then, of course, that's going to lead to great service. Not necessarily so. Transactional. Very transactional. Very clinical. Very dry. Very not selfless. More self-focused on getting the task done rather than the intended end result, which is to deliver world-class customer service. So I find myself found myself in a position of being a food and beverage manager for a long period of time, and it was a daily grind. Write down the tasks, make sure the tasks are executed, end my day, can't wait to finish, and go home. The job became monotonous and became unrewarding and unfulfilling, and 
it had no overall general purpose. So not only communicating the standards, but I was just, what was the reason why? What for? Why? Um, just to get a paycheck and walk out the door. And so it came a, gr- a grind for me in this position after about two years, and, and I came to a point where I just really found no joy in the job. I found no happiness. I didn't feel happy myself. I didn't feel that I was delivering happiness to other people. And overall, I felt like I was lacking a general purpose. And why, you know, the big question, why are we here? I didn't even have an answer for that. It was to go through a task list of performance standards I'd written and make sure everyone else follows it. And for me, that was not satisfying to me. And I had to figure out what to do. So I stepped away from that position. And because I did, I was able to find purpose and happiness. And here's how it happened. I moved into a position where I worked more closely and daily one-on-one with my staff in in a bar setting. I became a bar manager for a very, very busy um, bar here at, at the hotel property where we work. And it needed, the ship needed to be right over there. We needed a culture change. We needed to increase revenue. Um, I was to come in, and my idea was to come in and all establish service standards, and we'll get this thing righted. But really what I found myself doing was starting to sit on a park bench with my staff. And what I mean by that was I was working hand-in-hand with them, um, taking care of customers and taking care of them and sitting with them to understand what their needs are, what their aspirations are, what their interpretation of world-class customer service would be. And by doing that, I was able to empower them with more than just a task list. I was able to understand what their needs were, create a feedback system for them to understand how they think world-class customer service should be delivered, creating a feedback for what are the tools that they need to deliver world-class customer service. I became more of a servant leader. I became a leader that was worried most about delivering the tools to my staff that they felt was necessary to deliver the best service rather than me sitting in an office and checking on a list of a standard operating procedure that I thought would make them be successful. I listened to what they thought would be successful. And then we created systems around that. We created everything from a cleaning system to how a garnish looked on a cocktail to how we greeted people at the door all became standard operating procedure, procedure, but developed because I sat on a park bench and I listened to the staff on what their needs and the needs of the guests were and created a system around that. So I became selfless rather than selfish in my management style. It was my reward and happiness came from the success and the happiness of my employees rather than me just being so task-oriented. And it, it, was, it was then that I discovered the bigger purpose for why we're here. And the bigger purpose was to take care of the people that work for me and find that satisfaction, for them to take care of the guests, and for us to create a spot in a, in a whole community where people could find hope, not only world-class customer service, but hope and a place of safety in a, in a community that was needed hope and safety. So I found my own purpose particular to who the situation I was in, but I helped find the purpose of my staff as well. And to that end, we saw revenues increase. We saw my specific employees being named in customer reviews, um, reviews that are so important to the, to the revenue in the hotel. And, and so this method of servant leadership, putting the needs of my staff and my guests first, 
um, without understanding what it would do, created profit. So we used this style of delivering performance standards and accountability for performance standards to turn it into a profit and, and in so do, did so with a greater purpose and a greater happiness for our staff. Do you see that methodology working for anybody sitting in any industry as long as you're dealing with people? I think, yes, I do. Honestly, it's, it is point of impact. Point Being at the point of impact, no matter what industry you're at, to understand the needs of both the customer, but also, very understated, understanding the needs of your staff. Just as important. You know, at our property, we talk about the success uh, here as a three-legged stool. And it is the success of, you know, we, we take care of, rather, the customer. That's an obvious. We take care of the owners. That's an obvious. But we take care of each other. And that is an equally sized leg on a three-legged stool to take care of each other. Without it, you do not deliver world-class customer service. You do not deliver performance standards that equate to delivering world-class customer service. So you have to take care of your internal customer, which is your staff, as much as you take care of that external customer. It's selfless versus self-centered. And that's how we lead just correlate that back to performance. How does that being selfless correlate to great performance? And in this particular situation, it was to world-class service. It was defined, explained, taught, and engaged. That's what I'm hearing. And that's, yes. Yeah. So in order for you to teach it and engage it, you had to sit with it. Being at the point of impact, sitting on the park bench and listening, being a servant leader, working side by side to really understand what it's like to be at the point of impact, and then working backwards to create performance standards is how we created world-class customer service. Deciding that you're going to be the solution and help your staff be the solution to issues with customer service and then putting yourself into the situation to understand how to best provide the tools your staff needs to satisfy the guests is the way to deliver world-class customer service. I don't want to lose the part of the story where you were recognizing that you weren't your best. You weren't giving your best performance because you weren't at your best. And you had to recognize that. You had to be brave enough to make a change. So people that are sitting in industry right now in any type of position that are feeling ineffective to be able to stop and say, why? Why am I ineffective? Is this really what I want to do? What do I need to do differently? And so you moved from a mechanical way of getting through your day to becoming more people-oriented and focusing on what looked good for them, not just what looked good for you, which was getting your tasks done. And I think that's a really important piece of the story. It is. And I think, you know, I can, we can help by telling the story, cut to the chase for a lot of people. And, and it starts with realizing that I, it took time for me to realize is that I am the solution. I am the one who needs to sit with the problem at the point of impact I am the problem if I don't. I can't sit on high and just impose standards and tackle tasks. I have to understand 
how these performance standards affect the staff, whether they agree with these performance standards, their input on performance standards, and whether it's I'm there to see whether it actually works and affects the guests. You can't do that in a closed office. Mm -hmm. You can't do that and expect to find satisfaction on what you've written on a piece of paper without going to the well and drinking from the water with your staff and then being engaged in it. It's just that piece of it, that piece of it was missing and where I did not find the joy. So when I started doing it unbeknownst, the joy came back. That satisfaction of seeing it from concept to fruition, especially the rewarding because the procedures were half written by the people that I was working next to instead of just me. Mm -hmm. There was the satisfaction. There's how I find a greater purpose for what I was doing. Satisfying the needs of my staff, the guests, and a community. Far more rewarding than getting to the bottom of a checklist alone. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing this part of the story with us. I know you also touched on innovation and had a great, great example of innovation as far as the hotel and turning that around. So I, I'm hoping to catch that at, a, at another podcast episode. So thank you again for showing up today with us on Humanized Profit. Uh, Dan Hoke, who is the Director of Business Development for the Doubletree by Hilton Reading. I'm Tony Reese, and until next time. <laughs>